Good morning. It is Friday, November 11th. Today is Veterans Day. And to all of those people who had the courage to put on a uniform for our country, we say thank you. It is six minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And let's talk about inflation and the CPI. Of course, the Consumer Price Index came out for October and it was at 7.7%. Consumer prices continue to climb. It is 0.4% higher than a month ago. And and core prices were 0.3% higher than September, up 6.3% from a year earlier. So when you see these numbers, so collectively, if you took it all, things are 7.7% higher than they were a year before, mm-hmm. which blows my mind that in our society, there are people who are doing a victory lap. Like the stock market shot up over the fact that things are 7.7% more than a year before why are we celebrating that why is that i mean this is all we this is all we've come to expect from government that if it's just not catastrophically as catastrophically bad as it was the month before that we do a victory lap what what is going on here the average person's wages are not going up 7.7% or anywhere close to it unless you're getting social security or a member of the Brownsburg town council mm-hmm. who gave themselves a $5,000 raise despite doing a terrible job. Yeah. And the index for food consumption at home is up even higher than 7.7%. It's at 12.4. So what, so we're celebrating that. Now let's talk about the reality though, which is the two things that most of, well, two of the three things that most affect people are Home, uh, housing prices mm-hmm. and food prices. And yep. when you, the 7.7 is collective everything, and food and housing mm-hmm. are much higher than that. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, the, the the rent stuff is what they call it. They refer to it as shelter. They don't call it rent because it could be rent, it could be your mortgage, whatever. Mm-hmm. The rent stuff is totally out of control and really squeezing people. And yet, for some reason, again, we're doing victory laps when gas, energy, and food are more than 7.7%. Okay, so you mentioned energy. The energy index increased 1.8% over the month. Of course, gasoline, electricity index on the rise. And the Fed keeps raising interest rates to try and stop this inflation, uh, 75 basis points. And that has put the average 30-year fixed rate on home loans at more than doubled from 3.2% to 7.5%. I was talking to a realtor friend this morning, and he was telling me about how much his personal business has indeed slowed down because of these interest rate hikes. Mm -hmm. And um, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is the esteemed uh, spokesperson for the White House, was asked about the 7.7% rise, which no one should be celebrating, which no one should be excited about. You're still, your buying power is being evaporated. Maybe not as much as the month before, but it still is. And she says... Biden basically has absolutely no plan to deal with any of this. 
And just on the, the CPI uh, statement this morning from the president, uh, most of the increase that we saw in inflation last month was uh, due to rising costs for shelter. Um, president Biden's statement didn't uh, mention that. Um, what is the administration doing to contain the rampant run-up in rents right now? Of shelter specifically? So um, I don't have anything right now to share with you on that specific piece of the data. <laughs> so, so let me clarify. You, you want to talk about shelter? Yeah, I've got nothing. Uh, so here's an example. In Indianapolis, for an 879-foot-square-foot apartment, which is small, yeah. one, one bedroom, average cost is $1,200 a month. I, it is... Uh and for the are the elderly, our senior citizens out there, I mean, the fixed income people. Now, again, thankfully, I guess for them, they're getting a massive Social Security increase. But for the average person, you are getting squeezed big time. And the fact that your government is doing some victory lap on prices going up 7.7% year over year. It's less than last month. I just, again, it blows my mind that we expect less from the government than we do from getting our dominoes delivery fulfilled i mean it, it's just it, but just but I, don't, I don't i don't know i don't get it i've been at this for years and years and years now and i guess that's where we are at a society as a society one good thing though there was a random confused likely accidental act of accountability on biden from cnn regarding inflation he said he he just wouldn't do anything different because of course our achievements take a long time to be recognized that's insulting people and and I don't think that was a good answer from the president. Yeah, so <laughs> we don't understand, Rob. It, it, We're it, not smart enough to get it. It was Richard Nixon's answer to Vietnam when he was running for, for president. I have a plan to get out of Vietnam. What's the plan? I can't tell you because mm-hmm. then the enemy would know. Yeah. Okay, we've got a plan to curb inflation. We passed it. It's in the Inflation Reduction Act. Okay, but it's not working. Well, it's going to take time. You just don't understand. But it was called the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm -hmm. But it's not working. No, but it'll take time. So some Democrats are calling on the administration to implement an inflation task force. (laughs) Here's an idea for your task force. No, you don't even need a task force. It's one simple sentence. Stop spending all the money. (laughs) 12 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about how things went with the school referendums on Tuesday. Good news. Yeah. Indiana voters rejected half of the K-12 operating fund referendums in the state. I love this. So Indiana Capital Chronicle had a report on this and there was a, so just a quick reset on all this. In 2008, People realized, wow, our property taxes are completely out of control and the government needs to do something about this because the government caused this issue of out of control local government entities, the primary of which were school corporations who were taxing people into oblivion to where they couldn't afford their home. So the answer to that was not only tax caps, which if you own a a residential home, your property taxes are capped at 1%. But it was also to put that into the Indiana Constitution. We trusted the politicians and the local government officials, school corporations, because they are the primary driver of property taxes, so little that we enshrine them in the Constitution. Now, the egregious mistake that voters made was they allowed a, a wiggle room for these school corporations because they had a heart. And this is why you can't have a heart with public education, because they don't have a heart for you. They allowed these referendums to take place 
under the guise, the premise of it was very clear when they put the referendum clause in, in case of an emergency. Like if some unforeseen thing happens where you can't pay, the school can't pay its bills, there's an earthquake, a, a you know, a sinkhole or whatever. Act okay, of God, okay, something. Okay, yes. let's put this in here. And immediately, almost immediately, as soon as the tax caps became constitutional, the school corporations started trying to enact these referendums for run-of-the-mill stuff. And initially, these referendums were overwhelmingly defeated because people said, wait a second. We just passed these property tax caps because you school corporations couldn't get your act together and didn't care at all and were using our homes as your personal piggy bank. And they were failing. But over time, as all government things do, the school corporations, through using kids as human shields, wore people down or depended upon uneducated, uninquisitive voters who didn't want to research or understand why the tax caps were put in place to begin with, and they started passing, other than the ones I was involved in, at a very quick pace. And now, thankfully, and I think this is probably due to the fact of, one, the economy, and two, the property tax uh, uh, the assessments that are showing up, these are starting, it at least appears, to fail again at a somewhat more regular pace, which is good. The, the, the tax referendums, wherever you live, are a gigantic scam. And if you vote for these things, Westfield, you're not helping the kids, you're just enabling big, out-of-control, unaccountable government. Property taxes were fought for. The tax caps were fought for. We won that battle. We already had this conversation. These referendums should have never been allowed to exist to begin with, and it is gross that big government liberals are willing to use kids as human shields to fund themselves and their own personal interest. So three out of the seven Indiana school districts that placed these on the ballot failed to get the funds they needed. One district was unable to get voters to sign off on a $115 million construction project referendum. And here's the deal, and everybody needs to get ready for this, because the new property tax assessment the property tax bill mm -hmm. is coming due in the spring. And I realize that a lot of people have escrow set up so you don't see it directly, but you better uh, get ready, Bal. You're in for a problem. Yeah. It is 16 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And you guys blew up the voicemail line so much so. We're going to hear from you coming up. 317-684-8444. That's the number if you'd like to give us your input and contribute because we do appreciate that. And uh, we will hear from you coming up next from 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. We're going to get to your voicemails in just a second. 317-684-8444 is the phone number if you'd like to contribute. But first, let's get to a couple trending stories. Of course, today is Veterans Day, and the Indianapolis Veterans Day Parade is taking place at noon. The parade starts at Michigan and Pennsylvania Street downtown. Also trending, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It was 47 years ago yesterday that the wreck happened. And finally trending, the crowns. Season five has been released this week and it launched with 1.1 million viewers so far. I find it a little interesting. The interest in the crown as the seasons have been released, uh, as they get a little bit more contemporary and closer to when we can all remember these events, 
the interest in the show seems to be dwindling just a little bit. Well, yeah, and that's a good point because it's a historical perspective you mm-hmm. are interested in getting, which is weird because it's not historical. It's some director and producer's view of what happened. It's oftentimes not even close to accurate, but... I guess if you lived through something, you feel like you've already seen that. There was an interesting point. I I have watched a couple of the episodes, and this isn't necessarily a spoiler alert, but there is one scene where Prince Charles is in his car, and he's listening to the radio. Mm -hmm. And coming out of the speakers on the radio is uh, news. And the story that the creators of The Crown decided to have the radio station talking about was... Ukraine and Russia. Oh, sure, of course. So do you think that that's coincidence? No, of course not. No. No. They could have picked any news story from the late 80s, early 90s, and that was the one that they chose to go with. It is 21 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and let's do it. 317-684-8444. It is time to hear from you with your voicemails. We got so many. I'm going to let Kevin just randomly throw these out there, and we'll respond to them as they go. Lots of phone calls calls again in the uh, wake of the election. Go ahead. Hello, devoted listener here. In reference to why a lot of people vote straight party tickets, uh, the reason I vote straight Republican is I noticed the virtual hatred. When Donald Trump was president, the virtual hatred, evil, I mean evil hatred that the Democrats had towards Donald Trump. It wasn't just, oh, some Democrat accuses a Republican of having an affair with his secretary. You know, that's been going on for 100 years. Uh, But this most recent times, the past six, eight years, I don't want a Democrat dog catcher. That's why I vote Republican, straight Republican. I don't want, I don't hate Democrats like they hate us, but, uh, and there are some Republicans who, you know, don't do their job. Okay, so this guy, his call was long, so we broke him up into two segments because there were two things I wanted to address with him. Number one, what in the world does Donald Trump have to do with you voting for buffoons? Like you, you don't, you're giving your consent straight down that ballot for some meaningless letter. I guarantee that guy has no idea who every single Republican mm-hmm. on his ballot was. And newsflash, a lot of times in Republican communities, Democrats run as Republicans because they know they can't get elected mm-hmm. as Democrats. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance, buddy, you probably voted for a bunch of Democrats anyway. We talked about how in Henry County, there's a person with a serious criminal background who has been elected to public office out there. People have no idea. That's what that's what you want. That's your consent. This is just it's just asinine behavior to go, well, because they were mean to Trump, I'm going to vote for every Republican. Also, newsflash, buddy, there's a whole bunch of Republicans who hated Trump, too, and were worse to him than Democrats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he went on for more, huh? Uh, yes, there was a second part. He, This guy is very upset as, at how we have treated the Duke of Spendingburg. Mm. Uh, another comment, uh, your virtual dislike uh, about uh, Todd... Young, uh, can you give us some details instead of just saying he is solely responsible 
for $11 trillion in debt. Can you point out some of the bills, I'm assuming stimulus bills, that he and many other Republicans and Democrats voted for? And if you're wondering why... He will never come on your show is because, um, my opinion, my listening to your show, is you, you over-exaggerate his voting record. Uh, you call him names, and you say untrue things about him. He's been on Tony Katz's show uh-huh. twice in the past, what, three months or whatever. Uh-huh. So... I respect your dislike for him, but give us a reason why. Don't just generalize and blame $11 trillion in debt on him. Can you imagine being this guy and you had to make a phone call to stand up for Todd Young? I don't know whether this guy drew a short straw, lost a bet, like was just trying to inflict some sort of self-harm on himself. I I don't know, but... Okay, we'll do it. Because I thought we kind of did this every single day, but okay, we'll do it. First of all, I am well aware why Todd Young won't come on the show. Yeah, we, we, we've but never I, questioned that. He, have, have we asked him recently? Uh, well, we will put that out there again if the Duke of Spendingburg would like to come on the show. Look, he's been on Tony's show, and I like Tony. I think Tony's great. Tony never grills Todd Young. Tony does not ask Todd Young, how is it possible that you lament inflation and government spending and you've added $11 trillion to the national debt. It's Tony's show. He can do whatever he wants. I guarantee if Tony did that, he would not come on the show. Tony's a great broadcaster, but Todd Young will not go anywhere he is challenged. Okay, well, let's be specific because he asked you to be specific. Don't just generalize with the $11 trillion. But, But it's not a generalization. He doesn't dispute it. Do you think if he had proof that he had not added $11 trillion to the national debt? I talked to him face-to-face, Casey. He had every single opportunity in the world to go, Rob, you're fabricating that. Rob, that's not true. Rob, that's not even right. Rob, you're lying to people. He owned it in a room full of people. He never disputes it. It is not a generalization. Todd Young's voting record, and I don't think I've ever said he is solely responsible for $11 trillion of national debt. Well, he was the author of the CHIPS Act. Which added to what? The national debt. There's one specific. I I don't I don't understand why I am the bad guy in this equation for telling you he does own his voting record. He is solely responsible for his voting record. He did vote to add $11 trillion to the national debt. What am I supposed to do, buddy? Go, that's fine because he's got an R next to his name. He did do that. He did vote for all the COVID spending. He has voted for almost every single government funding bill, whether it is a Democrat or Republican administration. What do you want me to do? That is not a generalization. He owns that he has done that. He does not care. And he said that he wasn't going to stop either. I loathe that. I loathe what that has done to our country. Every time I go to the grocery store, I am reminded he is my U.S. senator. Who would you like me to talk about? Richard Blumenthal? Who would you like me to talk about? Chuck Schumer? They don't represent me. And I know what they are because they put a D next to their name. They're not supposed to be better. Todd Young professes to be better, and then he gaslights and lies to everybody about it. I'm sorry that offends you. 
I'm sorry that I'm the bad guy because Todd Young added $11 trillion to the national debt. I know why he won't come on this show. We've never act be- acted befuddled that he will not come on this show. He's never going to come on this show, and that's just fine. All right. We've got more calls on the way at 317-684-8444. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Number 317-684-8444. It is time to hear from you with your voicemails. Questions, comments, and smart remarks are welcome. Was I too mean to that guy? Yes. Really? Yes. That was an just such an idiotic phone call, though. Like, No, he's got an opinion just like you do. And but I he's think asking, but, you need to be open. Open, open to, to other people's thoughts. Open. So we had a guy last segment try to defend Todd Young and said, I'm the bad guy in the equation. Not everybody has the disdain for Todd Young that you do. But for him to act all confused, like you're generalizing his $11 trillion of, of adding to the national debt. No, he owns that's what he did. Can you be more specific? Everything he votes on. <laughs> he votes yes on everything that involves spending money for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out mm-hmm. and acts like something egregious is going on, that the government is spending money and everything is more expensive. Well, you know, the one thing about Todd Young that he recognized and was trying to be proactive with the CHIPS Act, that we don't want to be beholden to China anymore for our microprocessors. He's trying to do something about it. And he's actually trying to do it here in Indiana. So that involves giving tens of billions of dollars... The only way to save us from China is to hand tens of billions of printed money that will cost poor and middle class people, make everything more expensive at the store, and give it to the largest corporations in the world who just happen to just support him as a U.S. senator. That's our only option. You're telling me we have reached such a crony capitalistic society, and if your answer is yes, then we're just done here as a collective, that the only way to stop China is for Todd Young to give tens of billions of dollars to some of the richest, most powerful corporations in the world. That's the decision that he has made, yes, and we are stuck with it. Right, so we're done here. If you're going to defend that, if you're a person who's going to run around and defend the crony capitalism of that, then... We are no different than these other countries that we claim to be so afraid of, because that's what we're doing. We're taking money from other people, printed money that makes everything at the grocery store more expensive, and we're giving it to people who are already colossally rich. Let's move on to another phone call, Kevin. What do you have? The woman just a minute ago had talked about people being lazy and voting. That was you. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I will agree with that for sure, because when I went and voted, just for instance, Numerous people came and went, and there I am still voting. I mean, there was one, several that I know personally that just, you know, hey, dear mind, I'll see you later. And it's like, so obviously they are straight, you know, party ticket voting or what, what you called that. So it's like, I understand that, yes, they are lazy in voting. I did not vote for Secretary of State Republican. I can't even pronounce his name. But I did not vote for him just because of what I heard from you guys and listening to you and researching a little bit myself. Yes, I voted mainly uh, Republican, but I did not vote all Republican. I went through every single one, and there was some that I just skipped and didn't vote. So it's like that is the main thing is, like, people are just lazy in voting. 
Yeah, it's hard to say much other than he's completely correct. Right. I will say there is one other option besides someone being lazy. Myself, for example, I was in and out in less than five minutes. Yeah. It was very quick process. Uh, there wasn't a long line either that attributed to part of it. But I had done my research before sure. I went in to right. vote. So I already knew which way I was going. So it wasn't like I had to study it very long. Yeah. It only took a second to hit the button. Uh, and if you go in knowing what you're going to do, it shouldn't take you that long. Yeah. All right. What's next? I just wanted to make a comment about President Trump, former President Trump. I voted for him the first time. And one thing that concerns me about him, because I do not want him to run again, is if he is not the nominee for the Republican Party, I think he'll drop out and run as a, um, an independent, which is going to take a lot of the vote away from Ron DeSantis, who is I, who I really want to win, and end up giving the presidency to the Democrats again. So I just kind of wonder what your thoughts are on that. Well, Casey, you had said this a couple days ago. Yeah. That you suspected that he might eventually do this. Run as an independent. Yeah. Up to and including maybe this announcement is that he's going to run as an independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's creating an, an entirely new party. Yeah, who knows with Trump? Here is the one thing that I would say that would work against that is Donald Trump hates to lose and he hates to be embarrassed. And I think deep down he probably knows that as a third party independent, he would still, even as Donald Trump likely receive zero electoral votes and that would be colossally embarrassing for Mm -hmm. him and i think that might be the one thing that would prevent him from doing it which is why it is so important now for people to make it abundantly clear to trump that your time has come and gone and you are no longer needed nor wanted because you have not been able to hold up your end of the bargain the last two elections. Yeah. I'm curious if they'll have the votes counted in Arizona before <laughs> before this announcement. What's next, Kevin? Yes, uh, this message is for Kel. Uh, I love the show. I like listening to that IBIBC 100% of the time. But I have a question for Rob on all this braggadocious about the uh, independent parties and all that stuff. I don't know what you call them. Uh, I don't understand where where he can't see where sometimes, and maybe even in Georgia and some of these other close elections, that you've literally thrown your vote away and opened it up to the liberals. I'd love to hear him explain to me how he thinks it's such a big deal that he's promoted a 6 and 7% vote uh, accumulation from those guys when they're taking it away from possibly the Republican. So I don't know how long he thinks it's going to take for them to ever get competitive, but right now, I don't think it's a wise move. I'd just like to hear his comment on that. We are still having this conversation, Casey, so I guess we'll still have it again. Okay, let me say this slowly. Okay, I'm going to say it as slow as I can. I vote for the most qualified person, period. Votes to me are earned. They are not given. If someone, and I'm trying to say this slow because just things are not registering, even though we say them almost every day. If someone has not earned my vote, either through their action as an elected official or their proposals as a candidate for public office, 
I am not giving it away based on some meaningless letter next to someone's name. I do not look at it if I voted for the most qualified person that I have thrown my vote away. I would look at throwing my vote away if I voted for someone who was not the most qualified based on some meaningless letter. I would not hire Diego Morales to work at the local Speedway gas station, much less run elections and businesses for the entire state of Indiana. I would puke if I voted for that guy. Votes are earned. I'm not wed to the Republican Party. I'm not some cheerleader for the Republican Party. And I believe that people who think that automatically in a rigged system that I am obligated to vote for someone because he thrived in a rigged system, a la Todd Young, who should have never been on the ballot to begin with in 2016. He didn't get the signatures, but because of who his attorney was and who was on the election board, they just said the rules don't matter. And then this past year, where they kicked poor Danny Niederberger off the ballot in a rigged system where you either have to be infinitely wealthy or infinitely connected to even get on the ballot, I'm not playing that game. I'm not playing that game. So you can hate me that the libertarians got a whole bunch of more votes because of me. You can like me because of that. I don't care. I'm always going to tell you who the most qualified person is. The same way as I told you, a Republican, Daniel Elliott, was the most qualified person to be state treasurer. I voted for him. The same way as I voted for a libertarian to be the secretary of state. And the same way as I'm telling you right now, Ron DeSantis, who is what party? Republican. A Republican is overwhelmingly the most qualified person to be president of the United States. The only vote that is wasted or thrown away is one on someone who did not earn it. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And one thing he did mention in that phone call was that how much time are we going to put into this? The bigger question is how much money? Yeah, well, and and look, here is the part that people need to realize, which is money plays such an outsized influence in politics. And that's fine. Money is freedom of speech. People can put their money wherever they want. And I, I told somebody this today because they were asking about the future of third party, the Libertarian Party. It is mm-hmm. the third party here in Indiana. This radio station of informing people has taken that party as far as it can go. As as we told you yesterday, the vote total is overwhelmingly positive for the Libertarian within 60 miles of downtown Indianapolis, if you go look at it. He basically got the 10% he needed. But we're not everywhere, and the onus now on the Libertarians and if they don't do this, they might as well fold it up. Is either to nominate, because they're going to have a U.S. Senate candidate and a governor's candidate in 2024. Either an infinitely wealthy person like Mike Braun who wants to run for public office and can self-fund, or a prolific fundraiser who can prove that he or she can raise the money. If they can't do that, this is an exercise in futility. Everybody knows about you guys now in central Indiana. Everybody's open to voting for you guys in central Indiana. But if you can't in Steuben, Du Bois, Allen, Vandenberg, wherever, get your message out, it's a total waste of time and an exercise in futility. You're listening to 93 WIBC. Good morning. He walked in very early this morning carrying a 12-pack of Miller Lite under his arm. (laughs) Nigel's joining us Uh, from the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. The office beer fridge is dry. (laughs) Have you ever... 
and, and many people might be insulted by this, but I know you will be honored. Have you ever drank yeah. an entire case of beer in one day? Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. But our mutual friend, Mark. <laughs> I, I'm yes. just saying, Mark Vole, <laughs> our buddy Vole. I used to be roommates with him, and he did the Century Club by himself one night, just for the hell of it. Do you know what the Century Club is, Casey? It's a, like a hundred beers, or no, a hundred shots of beer. A, a, a beer, a shot, a beer a minute for a hundred minutes. Yeah, I tried to do that once, and not only did do, do, he did that, he finished the case. He finished. He got. He he did the hundred beers or hundred shots of beer in hundred minutes. It's it sounds a little. It sounds maybe easier than it really is. No, that's probably terribly hard. Yeah. So uh, he did that. Um, so no, he is the only guy I've ever known that's. If I did something like that. I'd be peeing all day. Uh, well, he may have went to bed later. Then. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark was the guy who politely let you know that you had been robbed and all your stuff was missing. Yeah. Because we were roommates, and he walked in, and I'm here at work on the radio, and it's pretty easy to tell when I'm not at home. So somebody, you know, the hundreds of parties we had, somebody, you know, friend of a friend of a friend probably knew that was, you know, was scamming me, and and Mark walks in the house he calls you he goes Nigel he goes what'd you do with the TV I go what I go what I didn't do anything with the TV he goes why is the lawnmower in the front room in the living room he goes why is the lawnmower in the living room I had had no idea about that one until it hit me that maybe robbers tried to get our big tube TV Mm -hmm. like they tried to haul it out on the lawnmower as a dolly I go I go Mark get out of there we've been robbed call 911 and and then from then on he he, I I, I love that he had to ask you it's like something out of a movie right like what'd you do with the TV (laughs) why is there a track I'm here on the Air when it was Radio Now ninety three point one, and I had to like get the the, the night guy to cover for me. <sighs> That's yeah. terrible. Do you guys have? Um, I, I know you have veterans. Yeah. In your you have a lineage of veterans in your family. long line hey, of veterans. Happy Veterans Day. I'm, uh, I'm like I'm like Lieutenant Dan. All the military heroes yeah. in my family. What about you, Casey? Yes, uh, brother and father in law. My brother was uh, Lieutenant Commander. He was actually the commander of the mission that rounded up the Taliban after nine eleven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, father in law actually lied to get into the navy a year early wow because wow. He, and he he picked yeah. the navy because he wanted a uh place to sleep my wife uh my wife's Caught brother uh, certainly ship. down in uh um he's stationed down in florida right now staff sergeant loudon with the army and uh really good guy he uh, served nine months in kuwait wow mm-hmm. uh right before the pandemic got home right right in time for the pandemic and uh, he said that was probably the hottest place he's ever been in the world mm-hmm. wow Sand um, gets in everywhere and then yeah it, it, butt crack and everything mm-hmm. butt crack and all <laughs> and then my you know my grandpa was in the air force and my uh, grandma was in the navy one of the first navy uh female wow. navy, yeah. first female navy baker uh, in World War II. One That's of the first wild. Female Your grandma papers. was. Yeah, my grandma. Yeah. My uh, grandfather fought in World War II, and then my great-great-grandfather, William B. Kendall, uh, was on the Union side in the Civil War. Not much is known about, wow. obviously, military records wow. back then. So I just tell people he single-handedly won the battle at Gettysburg <laughs> and just move on from there. That's good uh-huh. enough. One of our guests today is uh, FOP President Rick Snyder, and I know there's a lot of military veterans that are still serving uh, on IMPD and law, local law enforcement. So that's mm-hmm. one of the subjects we're going to hit on today. You know, one of the things that gets gets lost is really people, a lot of people don't know their family history, and, and my dad has done 
done a great job of looking into our family history. And mm-hmm. there's so many cool people and things, and especially as it relates to, you know, military service or things like that, that are probably in your family. And it's worth doing the research on because there's some great people who did amazing things out there who you probably never knew about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's I've, a parade that starts downtown today at noon and it begins on, uh, where, where does it begin? Uh, I'm glad they're having it today. Michigan yeah. and Pennsylvania yeah. Street. They, didn't, they canceled it last year. Yeah, it was, was outside. It was so ridiculous. It could have had it in 2022. Yeah. I was I was really disappointed that in in the city for canceling it last year though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sour grapes. But no, no, it's a good thing. What, trying, trying to stay positive here. What are what are you guys doing today on the Hammer and Nigel show? Well, well he's got that twelve pack of Miller Lite. So. <laughs> It is Beer Sample Friday, but I got a cool beer to say. <laughs> Guy Relford is filling in for Hammer. Um, I definitely want to get his perspective on what's going on with Delphi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the the guy that's accused of murder apparently doesn't have a uh, has it spoken to an attorney or a defense attorney. It or, is weird, isn't it? I, I, like I'm I'm afraid something's going to get screwed up down there. Also, Dan Dockich on the program. You guys going to talk about the Colts? Yeah, Jeff Saturday. Is it, is it is it a clown show? Is it legit? Should fans be excited? Uh, Dan Dockich at five thirty on the Hammer and Nigel show. Yes, lots of veterans. Uh, Brian Alvey, our friend yeah. uh, from the Warrior One Ten Project, with an update there. I'm glad he came in today. Mark Bowl needed some publicity, <laughs> and I'm glad we could do it for him. <laughs> Thanks, Nigel. This is Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC.